Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ladies and gents, yes, sir. We're back right at you with another outstanding show. All things covered. Listeners and viewers, thank you for the support. Pat P, joining me here. Mac, you guys know what time it is. Unfortunately, you guys know what happened this past Monday night. The Vikings visited the Philadelphia Eagles. Not the outcome that we all wanted, but of course, you get to, you get a chance to live to fight another day. Now it's time for the skull check-in. And I know the skull check-in ain't the same at the loss, but it is what it is. It's a part of the business. No one thought we would go. 17 and 0, right? With the, with the Minnesota Vikings. We know a loss is going to happen. More might come as well, but it's all about the bounce back. And at the end of the day, you want to have more wins than losses to be able to get into the tournament. And that's the name of the game. Win more than you lose. Find a way to get a seat in the playoffs. And I think, I don't think I know the Minnesota Vikings have more than enough to do that. With that being said, Eagles recap. Eagles win the ball game 24 to 7. Uh, not the outcome, like I said, that many, all the Viking fans expected, and the same could be said for the th- the team. But let's jump right into it. You know what what sort of challenges Pat P uh, did the Eagles RPO scheme and J- Jalen Hurts uh, present for you guys? Because it seemed like that was something that was kind of causing some issues, especially when he had an option to run or or either throw throw it. Yeah, anytime you give a quarterback, you know you know, those options to to run the ball or pass the ball and also with the, the run scheme mixed in there, the way they was running the ball with the zone schemes and things like that, it makes it, uh, and also not winning on first down, it makes it extremely tough, you know, for a play caller to, to get comfortable, get the offense in more predictable downs. Um, that was just some of the things that we didn't do a really good job at. And what the RPO did was, like I said, when you have the whole playbook open on second down, second and five, second and four, it makes those, it makes the playbook more open. Now you, now the offense have the ability to run or throw the ball. And now when you have that RPO action, now you're sucking people up when it's a, uh, when you're thinking it's a run and you got holes in the, in, in the back end of the defense, um, creating, um, creating um, holes there. Um, but for the most part, and it's tough trying to, you know, prepare for an offense like that when you haven't seen a traditional offense like that week in and week out. And, you know, trying to prepare for um, uh, 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 that scheme is really tough. You just hope that you have all the right tools and all the answers 
going into that game. But I think t- something that we can take away from it is that now we have something on tape to learn from, you know, mm-hmm. because we're not going to see this type of offense each and every week. Now, now we have opportunity to, 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 to see this offensive style again throughout the year. Now we have something on tape to coach off of. Now we have something to, to be better at, you know, when that opportunity presents itself um, again to us. But for the most part, I just think, I just thought we was a little caught off guard and, you know, we didn't, we didn't get those guys in any real passing down situations to force Jalen to beat us. What was the biggest reason for the loss in your opinion? Um, on the defensive side of the ball, like I said, just, you know, not being successful on first down. If you go back and look at the game, when we were successful on first down, we, we got off the field. When we had those guys in more predictable passing down when it was second and tens, anytime it was second and nine plus, you know, th- we call those predictable downs. You know, now we have a pretty good grasp of what they want, what that play call is going to be. If it's going to be a play, uh, if it's going to be a run or a pass, but, you know, it was very. It wasn't many opportunities in that game where, you know, we had those guys and those those opportunities. And just on offense, it just seemed like we just couldn't get out of first gear. Mm-hmm. You know, Kurt just never had no real clean throws throughout the whole night. You know, the offensive, uh, the defensive line of Philadelphia did a good job of penetrating the pocket. You know, but you know, like we said, it's just a loss that we have opportunities to learn from, and hopefully, it's something that we can build off of and not let happen or show up again. You know, in the future. Defensively, you know, we didn't see the aggressive nature that we thought we would see. We didn't see the aggressive play calling that we thought we would see. Uh, what led to that? Because it seemed like you guys had a mind frame defensively to kind of keep everything in front of you from the secondary standpoint. And I think, you know, the majority of the ball game, you only rushed four defenders. Uh, what led to that type of game plan, in your opinion, defensively? And is that something that we should expect to see throughout the season? More of a, a generic, you know, shell type coverage where you keep everything in front of you? Or will we get back to seeing some things that we saw week one against yeah. the Green Bay Packers where you guys were harassing Aaron Rodgers, sending pressure, sending people, extra people in, the, in, in, in blitzing concepts? Well, like I said, you know, every week's different. And this yeah. offense is very, very different. You know, they have a lot of moving pieces. They have a lot of jet motions. They have a lot of uh, yak motion and yak motion is where the tight ends is off the ball. They have a lot of plunge actions in the run game. So, you, you know, when you have those type of action, it makes it makes it tough for you to be as aggressive as you want to be. And then, like I said, when you're not having a team in passing situations, how can you call a you know a blitz or you know uh, any type of pressure when you're not sure if they're even passing it? Mm-hmm. You know. What I mean? So, uh, I, I just think a lot accounted for in that in that game you know you know that caused us you know not to be as aggressive as we wanted to be um but like i said now that we have some you know some uh, an off uh, uh, an rpo offense on tape um some good tape for us to learn off of and you know hopefully we can you know learn from our mistakes that we made in this game you know, put ourselves in a better position you know if, you know if it's, if it's if it's so happened that we have to play this style of offense again yeah well Remember what I said last week leading up to the Eagles game? It's a defining moment. I said it was a defining moment, but I also did say, you remember what I said? This could be a preview of a potential playoff matchup. I said that. Yep. Remember I said that. And let me share one quick story with you. My rookie year, Monday night game, we played against the Colts in Indy. They kicked us in the mouth. 
I think they scored the first play of the game. It was like they they started hot. We couldn't cool them down. They dominated us. And one thing our head coach at that time said, Bill Cowher, when we got into the locker room of the RCA Dome, that's where the coach used to play. Now they play in Lucas Oil. He said, because everybody was just laughing at us, we got dominated. He said, I'm going to tell you this much, guys. We're going to be in this same locker room in January. And when he said that, we just got, we just got, man, drilled. We got drilled. They beat us bad. But he said that, and every team, every member in, uh, of, on the team all felt it and believed it. And we was like, you know, question. And when we come back here in January, it's going to be a different outcome. And when we got back there in January, it's a different outcome. So that's what I said last week. I said this could be a preview of a playoff game based on the expectations and based on, you know, the results and how competitive both teams is. We could see this same matchup. Don't know if it'd be in the same stadium or not, but we could see the same matchup in the playoffs. So make sure you just be mindful and be ready for that thing. I just dropped some. So, you know, it wasn't all just a dud for the Vikings. We did see some pretty good things. And our very own, our guy, Pat P, you know, you came up huge in, in, in the special teams side of things you know walk us through that block kick and at what point did you really feel like you can block a kick because i saw you in the sideline first thing you said to one of the coaches i think you said i told you i told you so yeah so walk us through that block kick um actually we was man it's crazy um duke one of the guys we just picked up from chicago bears he came over from you know i think he's yeah he's on our practice squad now i don't know if he elevated him or not i can't remember i think we did yeah because he was just he was just uh last night. But anyway, uh, Wednesday practice, he was like, man, I need to be on the field goal block, man. I got three of them, man. I got me, I got three field goal blocks. I know he said, I got four. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, you, I got three. What you talking about? I'm, like, yeah, I'm, I'm in there too. He was like, oh, okay. Yeah. You, you good then. You good then. So in practice, you know, I had a couple, t- uh, had a couple of good, uh, good, good takeoffs and this, that, another. And I was like, man, I'm going to tie you this week. I think I'm going to block one, you know, Monday, mm-hmm. and surely and surely behold, I end up blocking one uh, on Monday night. You know, was hoping that it was going to be a pivotal time in the game. Like I said, we just couldn't get out of out of first gear on the offensive side of the ball. But other than that, you know, it's it always feels it always feels good to make those type of plays on special teams because mm-hmm. you know, special team is just all grit, all hustle, all attitude. And, you know, for, for me to be, you know, in year 12, still giving it 100% off the edge is just, you know, it just goes to show how much football means to me. Yeah. And next time, we just need Boy to kick it in another gear. No, nah, I mean, what Boy got to do, he made it. You could t- you know, you, you can tell when certain people that never had the ball in their hand. In, in <laughs> First of all, what he should have done is, is get, I told him, I said, man, anytime you see a block kick or a block field goal or a return, anything, where do you see guys scoring at? The corner of the, the end zone. You yeah. have to get it in, then get it out to set it up. He kept it. He kept it a lot, straight along those numbers and gave the holder opportunity to get behind him and swipe his legs. So yeah. if he would have got, got made his way to the sideline, he would have gave Eric. Um, I think uh, Daniil was behind him. He would have gave those guys a better opportunity. Because the kicker would have had to change his angle. Now, he would have had to go more of an angle versus a straight line in order to give Eric and those guys a better opportunity of shilling him off mm-hmm. to a touchdown. But that's where Chris made a mistake. He just kept it too straight. You got to get to the sideline, man. 
No question. No question. And think about this. You don't get a chance to score on the return and then a turnover happens. So the momentum that you guys gained in the block kick, you right. lost right back. No question. But that's how it happens. It happens that way sometimes when you play good on good. That's why you got to take advantage of the opportunity when they present themselves. What's what sort of respect do you have for the game that Darius Slade put on display? I mean, Slay when guarding Justin Jefferson, who is no slouch, six targets will only allow one catch, two interceptions, a 0.0 passer rating. So far this season, Slay has been on point, has the number one coverage grade in the NFL through two weeks, according to PFF. You know, talk about the type of game he had against one of the best receivers in the, in the, in the league. Yeah, he had a great game. Uh, always been a big fan of Slay, you know, ever since he was in Detroit. You know, uh, like we talked about, you know, he's always been one of those guys that, you know, anytime we played Detroit, anytime we played him when he was in Philly, you know, I had a, I wanted to to be able to, you know, be up on the on the chalk and see what he's doing. You know, mm-hmm. he, he's that he's uh he's that type of athlete and he's that type of corner. But the game that he had last night was just I was just unreal. You know, no question. I don't yeah, he was in his bag. And you know yeah. how it is when you're in your bag, you're in a rhythm, it seemed like you can't do no wrong. Yeah, yeah, they say he gave up one pass. I don't think he gave up a catch, but yeah, apparently gave up one catch on six targets, two picks. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just his day, man. The, the, the football gods was in Darius Slay on Darius Slay slide on Darius Slay side. No question. Monday night for sure, because he he definitely got some light spots. I don't care how you get him, you got to bring him in. And hell, he could have had more. No question. He, he dropped. <laughs> he, he dropped two. No question. He 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 caught two, but he dropped another two. Yeah, man. So um what a great what a game he had, man. What a game. And he lived up to his nickname, Big Play Slay. No you question, know? no question. I, and with that I, being said, I, you know we are gonna have my boy Big Play Slay uh on the show next week. So yeah. He's covering all things covered listeners and viewers, giving you a little preview on next week's show. I like it. I like it. And with that being said, let's go ahead and talk about. What's next for the Vikings? Now it's time to transition to our Lions preview. The Detroit Lions is the next matchup for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, You saw a lot of Jared Goff when he was in the NFC West uh, with the Rams. Uh, What are some of the things you have to account for with him at the quarterback position for the Detroit Lions? Uh, Well, you know, Jared can make all the throws. Um, He has a very good grasp of the offense. You know, those guys, you know, the first two weeks, we put up some really good numbers on the offensive side of the ball, you know, something that he's accustomed to doing when he was with the, uh, with the Rams early on in his career, when him and um, uh, Sean uh, first hooked up. Um, so he has the talent, you know, and now they're, you know, they're, they're trying to build a culture and, and, uh, and a winning environment around there that seems to be working mm-hmm. with what Dan Campbell is uh, bringing on, uh, bringing uh, the attitude he's bringing over there to that Detroit uh, organization. Um, but, you know, Jared, he's a, he's, he's a, he's a talented quarterback. He's a talented quarterback that can make all the throws, a very strong arm. Um, like I say, he's, he's making do with the talent that he has. Um, you know, Amon has been, been great for him. No question. Um, few weeks. And even last year, you know, he yeah. was a bit target for him last year. So um, those guys uh, definitely got something, Cooking over there in Detroit for sure. Yeah. And talking about Jared Goff and Amon Ra St. Brown, Jared Goff dating back to last week, last season, week 12. So so since week 12 of last season, the best touchdown to interception ratio. Aaron Rodgers is his first 18 to 1. 
Pat Mahomes is second, uh, uh, 19 to one, 19 to one, 19 to two, I'm sorry. And Jared Goff is third, 17 to three. And then in regards to St. Brown, uh, he's caught a receiving touchdown in six straight games. That's the longest active streak in the NFL and ties the longest streak in Lions history. He also has eight receptions, eight plus receptions in eight games. That ties the NFL record uh, as well uh, with Antonio Brown in 2014 and Michael Thomas in 2019. Uh, so these two these two guys for the Detroit Lions have really been balling and playing some big time. Give him some big time production for uh, the Detroit Lions. And those are two guys you got to really account for, not to mention the running game. They've been running a football. Well, I think they're number one in the league right now in rushing yards per ball game as a team uh, led by uh, Swift. You know, when Swift is in the game, they're doing some big time things. So this is a big challenge for you guys because the Detroit Lions are not your weekly pushover like we've seen in years past. Uh, they played the Philadelphia Eagles extremely close. They found a way to fight back, fight back in that ball game, and then they bounced back last week against the Commanders. So you know uh, what they have on their mind, and they believe they have opportunity uh, to win. And so with that being said, this game is is this home or away, Pat Pappy? Home. Home. Okay. So now it's prediction time. So last week I said twenty six to twenty one. I was the winning team almost had twenty six, but it was 24, 24 to seven, right? 24 to 7. So prediction time back at home, back at crib. You know it's gonna be fired up. Divisional game. You guys are one and oh in the division. So you're in first place of your division. That's huge. Prediction time. We see a bounce back game for the offense. So I'll say 24-13. Bounce back game for the Minnesota Vikings defense as well, only allowing 13 points. 24-13. Vikings win. Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. Right? You like that? How'd that sound? I love it. Okay. Wait, well, you guys got my prediction. You know what time it is. One thing we know about the Minnesota Vikings, they're undefeated when they play at home. Week three is a home game. So let's keep that streak going. Let's keep it going, baby. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now let's transition to around the league. Here's where we tap into NFL news throughout the National Football League. Pat P, I don't know if you really saw exactly what happened. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we even do that, you was just you were just in Philly, right? Yep. Did you get a cheesesteak? Yes, I got a cheesecake and not cheesesteak, and I yep. did do huh? I did not do the marinara. What what did you get it from Ishka Bibbles? Yeah, we got it from Ishka Bibbles. What kind did you get? A normal cheese stick with some provolone. <laughs> oh, 
Was it good? Yeah, it was good. See, yeah. if, you, if you'd have got the one with the pizza sauce, uh, I'm trying to tell you. I ain't feel like having no sloppy joe. It's not a sloppy joe. It sound like it ain't a sloppy joe. Sloppy joe is with with uh, what they put chili, and that's chili. Yeah, I mean it's kind of like chili. That's, hey, that's what it sound like. It's red sauce. Yeah, how you say no sloppy joe? That's exactly. sloppy joe is with chili. Sloppy joe is beef. Red and sauce. beans. I don't like. I don't like sloppy. Oh, yeah, I had no sloppy joe. I used to hate when they used to uh, serve that at, at a school lunch. Yeah, I used to skip that line. You're not sloppy joe. No. Nah, well, which is well, I'm glad. You, I'm glad you got a good cheese steak. I'm, I'm. I'm glad you did that. So, did you get a chance to see what happened in the New Orleans Saints Tampa Bay Buccaneer game in regards to Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore? Yes, I saw the highlight. That was they, uh, those guys got some real beef. They don't like each other for real. That's real life. That's like real life. I don't like you. I think if they saw each other out in the streets, they'd probably fight. It's on site. Uh, no doubt about it. No doubt about yeah. it. Yeah. So I think that's the most hated wide receiver cornerback duo we've ever seen because they really don't like each other. Yeah. They really, it's some real bad blood there going back. I believe what the first incident was what, 2017 ish? Yeah. Yeah. No question. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's more intense than the Crabtree. To leave situation when he grabbed his chain. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? Hands down. I mean, because this was actually a physical altercation. Like he ramshack my man Marshawn. No question. He no. jumped out. He Marshawn was talking to Tom, and Mike just don't like Marshawn, so he just found a way to get himself involved in it. That's what it looked like. Yeah. Are you okay with the one game suspension they gave Mike Evans? Yeah, I think that was worthy enough for one game. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, it was uncalled for, and you know how the league is. You don't want to, you know, display you know those type of actions on, you know, on um, you know in that setting. So, but yeah, I think I think I think that's fair for one game. No question. I can tell you this much: I'm okay. I mean, I know it's tough, but I'm playing against Mike Evans this year, this week in fantasy. So if he ain't in the lineup, man, that that gonna help my t- my team out the win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it also was a week of comebacks. The Ravens led the the the, the Dolphins thirty five to fourteen in the fourth quarter, yeah. and they somehow lost. The Dolphins scored twenty eight points in the fourth quarter. What people don't realize is it's almost impossible for one team to score twenty eight points in one quarter when they're sharing the football with the opposing team's offense. Yeah, that's the thing. That was unbelievable. Seeing what happened, and then the Jets fought fought back to beat the Browns um, and, and get this NFL teams had lost 2,331 straight games when trailing by 13 plus points in the final two minutes, excluding the playoffs, the jets found a way to win. And then lastly, the Raiders, they led, they had a 20 to zero halftime lead and got outscored 29 to three to end the game to your former team, the Arizona Cardinals. What's the mentality like when you're the team coming back and when you're, the team trying to defend against a comeback. Well, when you're the team trying to come back, you know, obviously your 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 um let me see, I guess like your your anticipation or your uh your excitement level goes, you know, even higher because now you're trying to, you know, press to get back into the game. Mm-hmm. Trying to do everything that you can to to call back into the game, you know, I mean, to to give yourself a shot, you know. Yeah. So 
trying to do everything that you possibly can, you know, to get back into the game. And for on the defensive side of the ball, as far as defending it, I always think it's fun as a defensive player when you have the lead because now they're going to throw it. Yeah, now they're about to throw the ball. So now you have opportunities on top of opportunities to make plays, to, yeah. to have your, your pass rushers pin their ears back and the guys on the back end, you know, have vision on the quarterback and just have a, a pick fest, you know, for the most part. But you know, obviously that didn't happen. And on, on the Baltimore Ravens game, I didn't see the game. I just saw a couple of the highlights. Yeah. It looked like it was a bunch of coverage breakdowns. It was. They had some blown coverages, but yeah. still to allow 28 points is something that you don't expect. Yeah, so it just looked like it was a lot of uh, mental errors, a lot of coverage uh, meltdown, uh, meltdowns in the back end. And I feel like that's what, you know, obviously that's something that caused the Dolphins to score, you know, 28 points mm-hmm. uh, in that fourth quarter. And I had an opportunity because we had just landed in Philly to watch the Cardinals in the Oakland game. Yep. Watching that game, I think Kyler had just just got the two point conversion, or maybe just scored the touchdown first, and they got the uh, I think it was a, a false start, and they pushed him back five yards. Yes, sir. Two point conversion, and they kicked the ball off to Oakland. I'm not Oakland. I don't know why. The Raiders, the Vegas Raiders. Yes, a lot. The the Raiders, and you know when Riffroff. Riffro uh, fumbled that ball the first time. The first time. That's it. Don't give him the ball again. Because you know why? Because when we was playing the Oakland Raiders, the first thing that I thought about, because we go over this turnover thing, we mm-hmm. go compete uh, uh, repeated offenders who, who ball violators. Yeah. <laughs> like the number two guy on the list. And it was like tackles just like how he got tackled. Yeah. Trying to break out of a tackle on the sideline, somebody coming to punch the ball out. It's just him always off balance. I said, man, don't throw this man the ball again, man. Yeah. Find a way to get the ball to Devontae Adams or somebody else or Walker. Mm. Not give him the ball again because you just, you, you literally, you just escaped the, uh, a bullet just then by yeah. the ball on that one. And I'm sure they know that he's a repeated defender. <laughs> and yeah. if the opposing team know, I'm sure they know. <laughs> no so, doubt. When I saw him trying to get out of that tackle, and my man Isaiah Simmons laid that boom on him. Yeah. Then boy, Mur- Murphy, Murphy right at the right place. Scoop boy, score. One hand scoop. Oh, the scoop was so pretty. He scooped that thing, ran it all the way in the end zone. Almost did not go too soon. But yeah, it was called a touchdown. But man, it was a um it, it, it was good to see those guys just stick in there and fight, fight to the end. And you know, uh, and find a way to get the dub. You know, that's all to those guys. In the second, the, the last game was the Jets and the Browns. Oh, Cleveland. Man, how about Nick Chubb, man? Nick Fall Chubb. Fall down. Yeah, for losing. Yeah. Last year, <laughs> take a knee. This year, he scores, and they lose both games. No question. <laughs> and that was a tough way to lose, too, boy. Like, you're not supposed to lose that. You're not supposed to lose oh, that. Oh, man. I stopped. I said, what? No way yeah. they lost the game. No question. I be doggone. They lost the game. But they lost I, it. I didn't have an opportunity to see that game, so I can't really tell you what went on in that game. But um, I did see Joe Flacco had a day. Joe Flacco, Garrett Wilson had a day. Uh, you know, Bryce, uh, Bryce Hall had a pretty good – so some of their young players stood up for the Jets, and they needed it. Uh, and now the Jets, you know, got another big game this week. I forgot who they got this week. 
I know Cleveland has the Steelers Thursday night. Um, ah, dang, I forgot who the Jets. Well, anyway, the Jets, the Jets got Cincy. Yeah, that's gonna be. A they, good got one. Cincy. they got Cincy. They got Cincy. They got Cincy. Last Thank question for you, Pat. People, before we let you go. Sure. After two weeks of play, who is the best quarterback in the National Football League right now? Right now. Ooh. I'm going to help you out. Yeah, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. You go Lamar. Or Patty Mahomes. I go Josh Allen. Yeah, you uh-huh. didn't see- oh, Yeah, you tripping. Right. I'm tripping. Yeah, Josh Allen. Yeah, I'm tripping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you tripping. Yeah, I'm tripping. Yeah, Josh Allen having a dog. Oh, my goodness. It's not even close. Yeah, it's not no. even close. Everybody else fighting for a second right now. MVP so far. MVP. Facts. Yeah, MVP. They pulled their starters in the third quarter, Pat P. Yeah, man. Yeah. It, hey, it can get ugly when you when we trying to prepare for them boys. They got, yeah. they got some weapons. They got defense. They got a gunslinger. They got receivers. They got everything. They got a very good complimentary football team. So no good. question. They got they got they got your uh the, the Dolphins, your your childhood favorite team. So that's gonna be a big game in Miami. Yeah, that's gonna be a really big game. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, hey Pat P, man, we know what time it is. It's business week for you. Uh hope all of our listeners and our viewers enjoyed this episode of All Things Covered. I gave my prediction for the Minnesota Vikings and the Detroit Lions game happening in Minnesota. 24 to 13 is my prediction. Skull Nation, make sure you're there. These guys need the support. It's a bounce back game, not to mention it's a divisional game as well, an opportunity to go 2-0 in your division and stay on top of the NFC North. Pat P, man, go out and be great. Stay healthy. Best of luck to you and your teammates this Sunday. You know we all will be watching and cheering for number seven and the rest of the purple and gold. Yes, sir. Let's get it. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.